Life Audio. This is Empowering Homeschool Conversations. We want families to come here and gain insightful strategies that empower them to successfully teach diverse learners at home. Hosted by founder and CEO of Sped Homeschool, Peggy Ployer. Our goal is that these powerful weekly conversations will boost your confidence to cultivate the best at-home learning environment for your student. For more homeschool resources, go to spedhomeschool.com. You're listening to Empowering Homeschool Conversations with Peggy Ployer. We'll start the conversation with Peggy and her guests next. Is it hard to spark meaningful conversations with your kids? Whether you're a homeschool hero, planning activities for the next family vacation, or simply gathering around the dinner table, we've got something that can help. Introducing the Daily Family Conversation Starter by best-selling author Katie Clemens. This remarkable book offers 365 imaginative ways to connect with your children in just five minutes each day with prompts like, who made you laugh today? Or what would you do if you had a tail? These simple questions open up a world of laughter, curiosity, and deeper connections. From dinner time to sleepy time, the Daily Family Conversation Starter is your key to creating memories that will last a lifetime. Don't wait to transform your family's daily routine into an adventure of discovery and fun. Grab your copy of The Daily Family Conversation Starter today, wherever books are sold. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. This is Empowering Homeschool Conversations, provided by Sped Homeschool, a nonprofit that empowers families to home educate diverse learners. To learn more, visit spedhomeschool.com. Here's Peggy Ployer. Today, we are going to talk about tips for college admission for students with learning struggles. And my special guest is Kate Stone. Welcome, Kate. Glad to have you on the show. Hi, Peggy. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. I'm excited as we, we are diving in this month specifically to that post high school planning. You know, parents often will, will get stressed um, when their students, they say there's three times in homeschooling that they get most stressed. Um, once is when they're trying to teach their child to read. The second is when they're starting high school. And the third is when they're launching their student. Um, mm-hmm. And I remember just myself going, did I teach them everything? Did I prepare for everything? And so we really want to focus this month on topics that really ground you in Yes, you're doing everything that you can to help your students. So Kate is going to specifically talk to us about for those students that are considering going to college and that admission process that just if you've never been through it, it it just seems like it's a total foreign territory. So I'm excited to have you share with us. And I'd love for as we're getting started for you to just tell us a little bit about yourself and then how you got involved in in helping students in in this manner. Oh, well, that is a long story that I will keep short. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> but I, I when, when I went to NYU, I studied education and I ended up, um, you know, going to Southeast Asia for about four years where I was a Princeton University teaching fellow and I was awesome. uh, teaching English and creative writing and I love storytelling. I segued <laughs> from Asia to uh, Hollywood where I pursued acting because I loved, I loved the process of trying to understand human nature and telling those stories. 
So um, as an actor, you tend to have a lot of time on your hands. And I had this teaching skill. Um, yeah. And in between auditions and jobs and being on set, there's a lot of waiting around. I thought, well, I can teach online and I can, um, I really want to teach uh, writing and creative writing. And I found this niche with college admissions. And I, you know, I found wow. a mentor. I learned everything he knew about the college admissions process, but specifically how to write a great essay. Um, and how to tell so your story. So I was applying those script writing techniques and those storytelling techniques that I had learned through hours and hours of acting classes and studying mm -hmm. scripts and things um, to the essay itself, the college essay itself. Um, and I just loved it because it was a long process. You know, look, um, college essays, when you're writing college essays, it's iterative. So it, it's not like a one-off, like you're going to write an essay, it's going to be done. It, it really is a process of examining self um, okay. and figuring out what, what is my story. Um, right. And some 17 year olds are like, well, I have nothing to say, or, you know, what I don't, I, I haven't been through anything or, but right. I, a lot of what I do is taking them through exercises and content generation exercises that show them and so prove good. to them, you do, you yes. do. There are things about you that are only you and uniquely uh -huh. you. And it's about, that's what I do. And a lot of, I do a lot of free workshops and a lot of it is that initial getting them excited. It's not an yeah. English essay. It's not a five paragraph essay. It's, it's like, here are all the rules you learned now break them. Wow. <laughs> you know, get creative <laughs> and be playful right. and be true. Um, yes. And vulnerable about who it is you, you really are, mm -hmm. um, as well as incorporating those qualities, values, interests, and skills that you'll be bringing with you to a campus, of course. But it's really the only place in an application where you can be authentically you. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's such great advice. Cause I remember, um, I think my, my oldest, when he was in community college, ended up writing his essay. It was part of his English classes. And when I read it, I was like, this is kind of odd, but it, it actually, it fulfilled everything that you talked about. And, and he, he got accepted in lots of places um, because he wrote this story about how he got up one morning when we were living in our farmhouse and it was only 50 some degrees because he lived in our attic there and talking about how cold the floor was and going downstairs and putting all his stuff on to go outside and take care of the animals and then finding one of our lambs was dead and the grieving process he went through. Um, during that. And, and it, it was so real and so authentic. And, um, and like you said, it was, it was very impactful and really showed his heart. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's just so cool that, that you can help with that. Cause like you said, the, sometimes they, they maybe even forget those things or just how important they are in forming who they are. Mm. Well, if you don't, I think if you don't think about this in terms of story, like I live my life from the perspective of story. Like I have, mm -hmm. I'm a storyteller. I guess maybe it's like my Irish background, <laughs> the bard, you know? And yeah. I think of, I've always thought of like living my life as like, well, wouldn't it be great to live my life as a great story? Mm -hmm. Like what would a great story include? What choices could I make? that would at the end of my life when I, maybe when right. I'm with God and I get to see my life review, mm -hmm. you know, what, what would be fun to watch? What would right. I feel good about? What would, yeah. you know? And so I think when you're so close to it, when you're a teenager, you don't necessarily look at life that way. No, um, exactly. So it's kind of like showing them what is, what is a good story and yeah. getting them to, um, not take for granted their own experiences just because they're so close to them. Yes. Yes. And oftentimes those, those teenagers too, they're always thinking about what other people perceive, especially their peer group and how they perceive it instead of maybe those more experienced in life that realize how important those are. So having a mentor like you to come alongside and say, no, wait, let's stop here. <laughs> this is something good. Cause, um, cause they might even dismiss it too. I think I'd like to think, you know, if you're, if you're with your child and you're helping them figure out their story, um, it, it may not be one, it may be multiple, you know, it yeah. might be a story that comes together in a form of a montage and how you can help them best is really, um, looking at 
all the pieces and going, well, this is a puzzle. How do they all fit together? Right. And that's one way of looking at this process is you're, you're, you're taking all these pieces and going, okay, well, tell me more about that. You know, I did, that sounded interesting. What, you know, can you riff on that and just talk about it? And, and you're listening for the puzzle pieces and how they might come together in in an organized way. That's most, that's most compelling. Right. right. Yes. Yeah. Kind of like so a director good. fitting the scenes of your yeah, movie together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, that's a great way to look at it. Um, I love that. So we have a, um, some viewers on with us right now. If you have questions or comments about college admissions, make sure that you put them in the feed where you're watching. Um, and, and we'll make sure to include those in our conversation live here right now. Um, we would love for you to, um, to be part of our conversation. So, um, so we have some, some questions we've, we've come up with ahead of time, but, um, like I said, we can, we would always love to include yours in as well. So, um, so Kate, I think we'll, we'll kind of just dive into the, the first question that, um, that we're going to talk about. You said that college admissions have changed in seven specific ways. Um, can you elaborate on that for us? Yeah. So, you know, what initially um, emissions was focusing mostly on quantitative. After a word from our sponsor, we'll dive back into this conversation. Is it hard to spark meaningful conversations with your kids? Whether you're a homeschool hero, planning activities for the next family vacation, or simply gathering around the dinner table, we've got something that can help. Introducing the Daily Family Conversation Starter by best-selling author Katie Clemens. This remarkable book offers 365 imaginative ways to connect with your children in just five minutes each day with prompts like, who made you laugh today? Or what would you do if you had a tail? These simple questions open up a world of laughter, curiosity, and deeper connections. From dinner time to sleepy time, the Daily Family Conversation Starter is your key to creating memories that will last a lifetime. Don't wait to transform your family's daily routine into an adventure of discovery and fun. Grab your copy of the Daily Family Conversation Starter today, wherever books are sold. This is Empowering Homeschool Conversations, provided by Sped Homeschool. Go to spedhomeschool.com to get resources and support for teaching your unique learner at home. It's now shifted to this very qualitative assessment, right? So we've yeah. moved away from test scores. Um, of course, there are certain GPAs and academic um, academic quotas that must be hit in order to be um, allowed in, let's say, to right. the pool. Their thresholds, yes. The threshold mm-hmm. for holistic admissions. Yeah. Um, however, there have there, there are so many more students now that, that meet those academic thresholds that once right. you enter these holistic reviews for admissions, it's all uh, qualitative. It's all okay. about the stories you tell. And um, they really care about the type of student, the character, uh, engagement, the drive, um, impact, the agency, um, your dreams, um, and how you really think about these things. If you've thought about these things, if these things are developed, uh, for you, I I think Harvard admissions, um, and I'm going to use them because they had a big scandal. Maybe people are aware (laughs) of their admission scandal that happened a few years back. Yeah. I looked through some of the filings. Uh, what stood out to me was that the number one marker for admission was a personal development journey that students had gone on, you know, that they had, they had been able to show the distance traveled. That's probably mm. if viewers are going to walk away, if listeners out there, parents, if you're going to walk away with one thing that you need to know um, for the college admissions process, it's that, show distance traveled where you've come and, and who you are now and and where you're going. Um, That's probably the most important piece of this whole process and really what they're looking for because they're trying, what they want to do is they, they want to advocate for you. So admissions is you want to make it easy essentially for admmissions to go to the admissions board and say, look at the student. He's, you know, he was this. 
and he's an inventor. And now he, you know, it's like, because clear stories, and it kind of goes back to my point before, but the clear stories are just always stories sell, facts tell, right? Stories right. are always more sellable mm-hmm. um, because they're easily told. They, they connect to us emotionally and spiritually. Right. And, um, yeah. And it's really how we, and it's not just the college essay. It applies to everything in life. It's what we're doing now, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. One of our viewers says, any resources um, that they should be utilizing to help teach them the fundamental skills um, to work up to college um, essay, essay or writing? And she had previously asked about curriculum, but I think that's probably a better question, just any, anything that they could be doing to be working on those skills of how to get from that in, onto paper. <laughs> so I, I think one of the best skills is teaching them how to write speeches, and, and public speaking communication. I think that's probably mm-hmm. if they, and I, I think this is a pl- not just the college essay, but it applies to everything. If, if students can learn how to tell a story concisely um, in a way that is evocative and compelling and be able to speak that. So you're not just writing it, but you're speaking it where suddenly you see where it works, where it doesn't work, how people right. respond mm-hmm. um, and getting that practice writing speeches, uh, writing creatively, personal stories, memoir type, uh, you know, like I have, um, I'm putting together a curriculum now. And actually I run a lot of free workshops for this exactly, this exact thing. So if you are interested, I'm going to be doing some experimental creative writing um, workshops um, to help students develop these skills. But I think start with speech writing, creative writing and public speaking Um, those are going to be skills that will help them with everything, whether it's applying for a job, doing interviews, um, connecting with mentors, um, connecting with anybody, you know, um, working their way up in through their career path, um, Mm -hmm. you name it. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's great because yeah, you, you can look so good on paper, and then you you just, you just read it out loud and go, "What was I thinking?" <laughs> well, one, of, one of the things I always come across with my students is um, when I see something that's like, "Ooh, it's very wordy," or it's not, mm-hmm. it's unclear because um, it's so important to preserve the student's voice. So as, as much as the parents or the coaches, the the worst thing that can happen is you overcoach them. You give them too much feedback. And it's, oh, okay. it becomes yeah. not their work and not their voice. And it doesn't come right. from them. It's, it's, it's what we put on top of it based on our experience. And suddenly mm-hmm. it's like this whole other story. That's not really, that is also felt by admissions when things like that happen. Right. Um, and so, you know, asking them, Hey, read this aloud. Um, what does yeah, it sound, does that like, sound you? like you? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah say that, just say it. And what would you say if you were just talking to a friend, you mm. know, and that's really what the, the it, it, simplicity, you know, not over, over wordy, um, trying to sound smart, trying to impress. Um, right. it's more about an openness and mm. making yourself available to actually what you think about things, you know, like allow them to see your process of discovering, right. you know, in, in acting, yeah. they always say like, discover the moment. Like the audience mm-hmm. wants to see the discovery. So does this apply to admissions? They want to see you discover uh, your own thought process. you come yeah. to your own realizations in the writing. Yeah. Yeah. I would have to say to Lisa too, uh, since I've seen some homeschool curriculum <laughs> on public speaking, <clears throat> be very careful. Some of them are very much trying to make your student into a like a professional speaker which is very unauthentic and I've actually pulled my student out of some of those because I thought this is not teaching them how to relate to the audience this is just teaching them how to get up and you know like internalize all their fears <laughs> and just get the words out and make them sound good that is that's totally different than what Kate is talking about <laughs> yeah I'm more like talking about how do you it's it's part like performance really. Yeah. And, and, mm-hmm. and if you speak with any professional speaker and I know Peggy, you know, I'm, you speak so much. It's so much of it is understanding your audience. Who are you it talking is. to and, and speaking really directly to them. It's not really about you. It's about, it's about the audience always. Yes. So, um, and also like that doesn't necessarily completely apply to the college essay because it is about you. Uh, <laughs> 
Um, but whenever, yeah, your point about public speaking is yes, it's, it's, it's a yes. And, um, yeah, your story and bringing the audience in as well. Yeah. So what else has changed in this admission process? Well, I suppose a lot. Um, just trying to think about what I could touch on. So maybe like, especially for those parents who have been through that process, like 20 some 30 years ago and I'm going, this is how it's done. And this is not how it's done anymore. (laughs) Well, um, the standard for extracurricular activities has changed a lot. Really? Um, okay. It's definitely, um, grown higher in terms of, well, they want to know if you want to do engineering or business, you know, you have to have math. You know, you have to have maximized the math options available to you. Um, And I know homeschooling is going to be quite different. Yeah. But communicating that you have taken classes at your local college or, you know, you have maximized as much as much of the uh, as much of the opportunities available to you in these areas. um, Mm -hmm. That is so important, because if you say you want to do something. And you don't really have the the foundation to back it up. They don't really know how to place a student like that. Right. It's a big question mark to them. Okay. Um, and I would say, you know, I'm a big fan of, of taking one thing you're interested in and taking multiple classes and, and deepening and deepening and deepening that interest. So right. that when you're writing these essays, it's kind of like I think of it as organizing it by step ladder as a step ladder. Okay, mm-hmm. this is where it began. This is how I evolved it. Um, this is what I started as inspiration based on the skills I learned. And this is what I want to do with it next. So you have to think of it kind of like that. And I know that might seem and feel at times, uh, contrived, you know, Hmm. um, but isn't that how I, I, but I think that's how we all operate. It's like, we're all building, we're building our, our empire, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, our life empire. And so, um, just making sure that if there is an interest, that um, and if your child does know what they want to study at college, so they've really maximized the opportunities around them, whether right. online or in person at the local college, at home in the homeschool curriculum. Um, and that also, um, you know, if they don't know, that's okay too. But, right. you know, you can always make a great case for, but I've been interested in this, this, and this, and there's opportunities for finding really interesting connections between interests oh, as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, how do these interests connect? How can mm-hmm. I find ways to connect them? Right. Yeah. That, that's what I would say. And I, I hope that's helpful in terms of understanding um, the extracurricular. Um, it, I, I also want to say it really depends on what your goals are, you know, with all of these changes, you know, mm-hmm. if you're shooting for top 25 schools, all of the things I'm saying are going to be very important if you're applying to different schools, smaller schools, um, it just depends. Um, these are still going to matter, but they're going to be a little bit more flexible. Um, and it's going to be focused mainly on how your values and how you've demonstrated those values intersect and complement the school and their values, you know, how do how they relate and how can you contribute and make an impact at their school and bring something of value to their campus. Yeah. So doing the research ahead of time and knowing exactly what kind of student they're looking for and what kind of student that they want to cultivate. And is your student good for that community? I mean, a lot of times we have to convince our students too, or because my son wanted when he was first applying, he's like, I want to go to this school. And it's like, we went to visit the school and it just didn't feel right. He still applied, but he didn't get accepted. And I was like, oh, thank goodness. (laughs) And so, um, but, but yeah, it's, it's very much the culture um, that, that your student has to fit with too. And it's, it may not be always the top school for what they're doing, but yet it's going to form them to be the right, you know, they're going to have that right formation during those college years. If they're on a track at a school that really fits with them. You know what? I I also want to say two things about what you just shared is number one, most college decisions are made based on that gut feeling. (laughs) Yeah. So visiting schools and and paying attention to how you feel is so important that internal guidance system will really tell you what is right and what is wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
you know, sometimes it's like you can take in all the data and, but this isn't really the best. Um, it, it just doesn't, it, it's really the gut that tells you what's mm-hmm. where to, where to be and where you're going to be happy and where you're going to fit, fit best. Um, yeah. and then the second piece of what you said was, um, on, if you're on a track, you know, it's like you, you don't necessarily need to go for these really competitive schools if you know what you want to do. Like if you mm-hmm. know you have a track towards engineering or towards wanting medicine or towards whatever it is, you can look at schools that actually have um, uh, really high rates of admittance, let's say, to uh, postgraduate engineering or uh, postgraduate medical school. And you can go to schools that will help mm-hmm. you um, sort of track track um, into in ways that these other schools maybe don't have such high acceptance rates for let's say medicine or let's say postgraduate right. engineering yeah. right so hmm. so when you think about that um, uh, you can look these up I don't actually have the website but I'm, I'm gonna find it there's statistics you can find on these schools Okay. Um, in terms of how many students get accepted postgraduate to this. I mean, that is for the, mm-hmm. for the folks out there who are quite specific about what they want to do and they know. Right. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So not oh, everybody knows. Great <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Sometimes you just <laughs> so. need to get started and, and trying to figure yeah. that out. And um, so, yeah, cause my, my oldest actually started a community college and then really we kind of, skipped a lot of the, you know, the, the first part of the admissions, like the ACT, SAT, those types of things. He still had to write his, his paper and, you know, all of, all of that, but it was kind of like that. We almost used that as a first step, you know, to, mm-hmm. to get into a regular four-year college too. And that, that worked well Community college, community college is amazing. Um, especially mm-hmm. if you are not ready or the options don't feel right, or you're just not sure what you want to do. It's right. a great way to save money. Um, mm-hmm. It's a great way to, um, you know, if you rock it at community college, a lot of these community college colleges have uh, streams into these bigger institutions. Right. Um, so yeah. have relationships and partnerships with them. So there's a higher chance for transfer um, as long as you're, you know, kicking butt um, yeah. <laughs> at community yep. uh-huh. college and contributing, and, right. you know, uh, and, doing everything you can to be engaged and to keep your grades high. Um, but that's a, a great option. I'm a big fan of community college before four-year institution, especially for students who are just not ready. You know, it's just like, yeah. Or they just need to live at home need a little and, bit more time, yeah, more time, mm-hmm. life skills. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Independent living yeah. skills need to be worked on. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's another question for you, but um, Lisa had asked me one question too about um, curriculum specifically for um, that kind of writing. I know IEW is a great curriculum, especially if you have a student who learns on a methodical basis. They they tend to give help them to build um, word lists and how do you you know like use a thesaurus and, and like expand on that word that they've used. So it, um, for a child who thinks very systematically, I found that that's a really good curriculum to use because it kind of walks them through that process. If they tend to be a more creative child, um, Clearwater Press is one that I would recommend. They, they teach different forms of writing like poetry and short stories. And, um, and I incorporated that with my daughter, who's an artist. And so she actually illustrated her own magazine while writing all the, the pieces for it over a one year period. So, um, so that, that tends to work for the more creative types if you're, you're working on those, um, those writing skills. So that's just my feedback <laughs> on that. But, um, so Lisa had also asked, why did they change the, the writing essay for college admissions? I guess, um, you know, from, a very technical paper, I guess, is what probably we were used to um, in the era when college admissions um, from yeah, us who are in our, their 50s <laughs> um, to to our our kids now that, you know, we're we're talking more storytelling. What is that all cultural as far as shift or was that just that they were finding as far as admissions, you know, they just weren't getting an, the right students from what they were asking? That's actually a really interesting question. And my, my instinct tells me, yes, it's probably partially cultural. Um, but 
also they had so much um, uh, uh, quali- quantitative data like test scores, transcripts, mm-hmm. um, uh, teacher recommendations that they want to hear from the student. Yeah. And so okay. uh, it's like mm-hmm. it, the personal statement is about cultural fit and right. more and more on these campuses to be a cultural fit is very, very important. Um, which, you know, can be, can be, um, interesting in these times, um, that we're dealing with. Um, so being a cultural fit can be challenging, um, Mm -hmm. for students too, especially, um, when it comes to, when we're talking about like religion and spirituality, a lot of these institutions are not, um, they don't look well on, on spirituality or religion. And I can say Mm -hmm. that based on speaking with admissions officers from these Mm -hmm. top schools you know, to bring in, um, I, I hope this isn't too, (laughs) I hope this isn't too, um, but it it was shocking to me when Mm -hmm. I started to hear and learn because I had students who were religious or, um, wanted to focus on spirituality. Um, and the feedback I got from admissions readers who I know and, um, am friendly with was that, um, it's like red flag to these institutions culturally. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And and so how I've coached my students who are spiritual, because I'm, I am also spiritual, uh, practicing, Mm -hmm. uh, practicing faith, um, is to focus on it as a form of personal development. And because this Mm -hmm. is how I think of it is you're, you, first of all, unless you don't want to go to these institutions because you don't feel like you're a cultural fit, that's totally valid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, right. and there's other uh, religious universities who are, you know, who might be a better cultural fit. That's something to think about as well yeah. uh, for folks out there who are religious and spiritual. Um, but if you're going to talk to anybody, you're always trying to find that common ground, right? Mm-hmm. You don't want to talk about something um, that people have no, they have no touch point for. They have right. no um, way to relate to it. So um, it's always trying to share your valid experience, but then try to build that bridge of connection hmm. mm-hmm. um, in language that they can understand. The right. personal development, understanding self, uh, the strength that comes from, from this. And, 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 and talking about it in not a dogmatic way, but in mm-hmm. a way that's, a dis- again, coming back to that discovery right. process. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. I know this is a very sensitive subject and, you know, I have, but I, I have to bring it up because first of all, we are talking, we've talked about faith even before we got on this call. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of my students, I have to talk about it with a lot of my students because I happen to have like a third of my students are, are religious and spiritual and coming from uh, deeply religious backgrounds. And these mm-hmm. things are really, really important to them, faith. Yes. And so, um, so I've just had to talk about it. And then hearing it from the admission side was like, whoa, <laughs> hmm. I was there. I, I didn't realize the uh, biases in hmm. these uh, admissions institutions around the subjects of faith and, and God. So yeah. it's something to think about. It's something to be aware of. I yeah, would say that's, that's, yeah. a, it's just good. Yeah. Like you said, to be aware of, um, it doesn't mean that it's going to close the door, but, but again, it's back to that being on the same talking point ground. And, mm-hmm. and if you have enough, your student has enough in common and they feel like they can still live their faith you know, in that institutional environment, um, and that's where they're feeling mm-hmm. called, um, then then to write from their heart again, back to what you were talking about with those stories and, um, mm-hmm. yeah, leaving it there. So, um, so, so, yeah, we, that, that is such a good thing to, to focus on because I know a lot of our families, you know, have that faith-based background and they, they kind of go, well, how much do we include in that? But I think it, it all comes back to being authentic, what you were talking about yeah. originally. And you have just, to be, yeah, you mm-hmm. really have to be, I mean, you can try to build that bridge of connection, but I, I, I would never tell my students not to include that, especially mm-hmm. when it's important to them or an important part of their story. Right. I just, how could you live with yourself if you don't? Honor, right. Yeah. You're compromising identity. your faith and, and you're, you're 
your moral compass and values. Mm-hmm. And, and you don't want to have to be, I mean, that's, that's a slippery road to the rest of life <laughs> and, and doing that. Um, so yeah. yes, to, to just encourage your student and to be behind them um, in that conviction is, is the best way to go. Absolutely. So a lot of our audience um, have str- struggling learners. I mean, that's what we, we focus on. So when we approach these things like the, the admissions and um the essay, the um, personal statement, you know, those, those types of things. What can our students do to, um, to kind of build in that uniqueness of them <laughs> for their learning um, diversity, things that they've learned through that? Um, how can that be a positive that they can um, kind of lean into instead of trying to avoid or work around or say, you know, this, I, yeah, I might need accommodations. You know, we, we, we often will, will tell our students these are deficits of yours, but how can we really accentuate that these are positives that they're bringing in with them? Exactly that to accentuate the positive. So whenever we have a perceived weakness, the human in its, you know, tenacious resilience will always find ways to adapt. And that's really the the storytelling tack to take is Hmm. these are the adaptions I've made. These are the qualities I've developed as a result of this perceived weakness. Yeah. Yeah. To really become my strength. Here's Mm -hmm. what I did about it. I took this journey again, where I've, where I came from to where I am now Um, and this is what I've done as a result. This is what I've, this is the life I've created and all of the different qualities, interests, skills, exciting projects, accomplishments, achievements that I've gotten the chance to, to, um, be a part of because of this. And obviously I think like, you know, um, communicating community, the, the idea of community and, how you have contributed to the community of um, uh, of kids who have had learning challenges. Um, oh, absolutely. That's always a positive thing. How have you taken your challenge and contri- and mm. given back right. as you come as you've come through it? Um, the most important thing is to highlight that. Otherwise, it can be a red flag only because these schools will wonder if they have the resources to help. And this applies to That's learning challenges, point. but it also, it also applies to mental health as well. Yes. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, you know, mental health is one of those things, the same as learning challenges where you just really want to showcase that you, you're the victor, not the victim. Right. So mm-hmm. all the challenges, just keep those very condensed focus th- one fourth of the essay, maybe two fourths on that (laughs) and focus mainly three fourths if you can on what I did about it and who I am now because of it. And these are the skills and and qualities I've developed. And, you know, this is what I did with it, you know, and I made the, Mm -hmm. I made the best of it and it's, it's made my life better in some way. And I've also made other people's lives better in some way because of this, um, helping your, helping your child. I mean, I, I think this is, this is probably the most important part. I, mean, I don't know. I, I'm not a parent, so I can't say this is the most important part. But if when I'm when I become a parent, I look forward to being able to share with my child that their challenges are really their gifts. They just yes. haven't unboxed it. You know, they yeah. haven't fully mm-hmm. been able. That like it takes time to unwrap these gifts, and um, and it is, and they are. Our challenges mm-hmm. are our gifts, and. Yeah. Um, just being able to see that I know it's so hard when you're a kid and you feel left out or you feel like you're falling behind or you Mm -hmm. feel like just keeping up is a struggle. Um, And so, you know, recognizing, look, this is the pace at which I go Mm -hmm. and you know, (laughs) that's okay. And there's actually, um, there's a, a student who, um, oh, there's a great uh, student that I know. I was just in a in a professional speaking group with him. He's 21. Um, I'm gonna send you the info. Maybe you can include it in the podcast. Yeah. Um, his name is Dylan, and he struggled with dyslexia. Um, Dylan Smith, um, and he talks with a lot of students about uh, 
being dyslexic. His D, his his work is D for dyslexia, oh, and okay. he would he would have to you know. Um, what he realized one day is the teachers were treating him as if he was like stupid. Right. And so um, what he did was he showed up early every morning. He stayed late after school. He asked for help. And mm-hmm. so the teachers couldn't essentially couldn't ignore him because they <laughs> said, this is a student who's struggling and he's not lazy and he doesn't, it's not that he doesn't care. Right. He cares a lot. And, mm-hmm. and it's showing that you are just resiliency. Yeah, showing that resiliency exactly. as a person. Um, mm-hmm. What are you willing to do to overcome it? Um, communicating all those details, you know, the right. X, Y, and Z of that mm-hmm. is so important. And, yeah. um, that's what schools are looking for. They want people like yeah. that. They want right. that's inspiration for other yes, students. Exactly. You know, they don't want students who it's like, oh, it just came easy for them. That's not, right. Yeah. It's actually, those are the students who have the hardest time with admissions is that they, everything can kind of came easy. Yeah. Um, and they want that personal, they want to see that personal development journey. You mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember a friend telling me, she's yeah. like, <laughs> my, my son wants to get into like one of these top schools and, and she's like, they're asking now for portfolios and all this. She goes, he's only good at test taking. And I was like, Oh no. <laughs> Cause yeah, mm-hmm. the, the things have changed and, and just having a good mm-hmm. or high test score doesn't really count for as much anymore. Um, and, and so, and that's great for us, our kids, the ones that do struggle and that do have that resilience and say, I'm just going to keep going on. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to overcome this by doing what I need to do to, to accommodate, to, to, you know, improve myself. Um, and, and in the end, it makes you a much more resilient adult too. And, and we face so much adversity in our lives and um, we can't look at these deficits that, our kids have been labeled with as deficits because really it just gives them a jump on life that life is hard. And, and we get to cultivate that resiliency within our home instead of a lot of parents who have kids that they get things really quick, they launch them into life and then hard things hit and they aren't in your home anymore. And, and it's so much harder. I have three adults (laughs) now as kids and those, those problems don't get easier. They get much more difficult. And, um, and so, yes, I do. I value that. And I, I want you to embrace that as a parent who um, is going through those things with your kids is that your, your room has been provided for you to have those good those conversations, to dig in deep and to find answers um, in, in those times. So, yeah, also, and this is why, yeah. especially for this is why, especially for students, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Oh, Penny, no, no, that's good. Is um, students who do have those those learning challenges and don't fit into the box, give them the skills to succeed in other areas. And that's why I say yes. communication, uh, mm-hmm. speaking. Um, you have dyslexia, learn how to speak, learn how to connect with people, you know, right. learn how to organize people, yeah. um, develop other sides that are more um interpersonal. Um, Mm -hmm. and I, and actually those, those, uh, those skills can be really, those skills are, are soft skills. Mm -hmm. So in some ways they're even more valuable than the things that we think are so important on paper. Mm -hmm. You know, those are the things that, um, when we know how to build relationships with people and we know how to connect and communicate with people Mm -hmm. that it will, help us throughout our whole life. Absolutely. If we understand how to seek out information and build relationships and build mentorships and learn from people. Um, mm-hmm. If there was one skill that you, that you would want your child to have, it's that learn yeah. how to connect with random strangers, learn how to ask <laughs> questions of people they've never met before, learn right. how to email someone, cold email someone, you know, mm-hmm. you know, and, and ask for, Hey, I would love to work for you for, you know, uh, three weeks and shadow you. I've got this time off. I, I'll do it for free. Even if you know, I just want to learn from you. It's like, learn how to right. find the people who are doing things that they are excited about and want to learn from. Right. And how can they follow that path? How can they find a, a route to that person? You know, how can they find mm-hmm. someone who's doing something similar and connect with them? If you Absolutely. understand, if, if, if students can learn how to do that, mm-hmm. um, they will be, they will succeed no matter what is my belief. 
about that. That's just one skill yeah. that has helped me my whole life. Um, and I had to learn it. I had yeah. to go to Asia and figure <laughs> that out for myself, but, um, yeah. how to connect with people, you know, mm-hmm. how to build yeah. those relationships with people of multiple generations, how to talk to older people. Right. It's so important. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just building your story. I mean, we were, we've been talking about that with the college admissions and, um, and it is, it's a story we're living out. And the more, the more just, you know, different twists and turns that it takes, you know, when you think about, you know, one of the movies we love, they love to watch and it isn't the ones with the predictable ending where everything is happy and, you know, goes good from beginning to end. It's those, those times where those struggles hit and then they overcome and, and our lives are built like that. And, um, and you're just launching your student into that next phase um, into college. And yeah, there's so much more ahead. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, this is where it gets exciting. <laughs> yes. You know, this is it's not a it's not a smooth road, especially those early twenties that transition into adulthood. It's mm-hmm. it can be very bumpy, especially with um what students have dealt with, how much change they're seeing in their life, how much yeah. access and exposure they have to media. Mm-hmm. It's um you know, it it's just it's harder and harder to find peace mm-hmm. mentally, yeah. emotionally, and spiritually and helping them find ways to find peace is probably yeah. the most important to, to find ways to find. And I, I'm talking like basic stuff. Yeah. Like when you're feeling bad, when you're feeling sad, when you're feeling overwhelmed, can you get your food, your sleep and your exercise, right? <laughs> right. Those Absolutely. three basic things start there mm-hmm. and build out from that. You know, um, I just think sometimes we overcomplicate mental health and it's, it sometimes just comes back to the basics, self care, right. Um, and being able to find that space of like, yeah, yeah. Well, the statistics now (laughs) are that students who are graduating in this, you know, or they're teenagers right now, um, they will change careers seven times in their lifetime. And, and so that that just puts a whole new spin on how do you prepare you know what what do you what are you looking for in a college maybe even um and and then how can that that learning experience not just the degree but the learning experience at the institution provide for what you need to know further on um and so that's kind of something i walk through with all my kids is, you know, are you learning how to learn? Are you, do you know what, you know, what fills you? What, what drives you to learn more? Because you're going to have to change that up at some point. Um, it, it's not like when my parents, I mean, my dad was an engineer all of his life. And, you know, that's, he just worked for one company and that company took good care of him. That just doesn't happen anymore. And, and so, yeah, we, th- things have shifted and changed so much in, in just the last couple, um, just since from grandparents on to, you know, kids right now that are in the, the college seeking process. You know, I think you're right. And it, it's about, I think, skill building. The market mm-hmm. we're moving, the emerging job market is going to be very focused on skills. Um, less interested, you know, they're making a lot of commendations for students who maybe haven't gone to college or haven't gone a normal route, but who have developed a set of skills. Mm-hmm. And again, like have found ways of connecting with people who can help them build a career path or a pathway. It's all, it's all going to be about skills and relationships. Yeah. It is anyway, yeah. it is already. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so yeah. that, those two things, I mean, so, skills, yeah, so that, communication relationships, those three. Yeah. So that brings me back around to this question, you know, college admissions. What if a student doesn't even know if they want to go to college and going through this college admissions process, what, what would you say to a parent that says, well, I don't know if my student wants to go to college or not. Should I, should we, we try, should we go through this? Um, what would be your response? Well, I would say is if you don't want to go to college, I don't see a problem with that. There Mm -hmm. are so many alternatives out there in terms of education, innovation, 
might be fringe right now, but it is, I'm part of a big network of education innovators, ed tech innovators. You can learn anything online. Hmm. Um, and it just depends on what type of person you are. Right. Um, do you need a container? Do you need a very focused schedule? Do you need something to like, do you need that kind of, um, support or are you more independent and self-directed? You know, right. it really just depends on what type of student are you working with? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, w- how will you, if you don't go to college, maybe, maybe instead of being like, I'm not going to college, take a gap year and do something in that gap year that helps you get right. to know yourself better mm-hmm. where you Absolutely. feel productive and you're contributing to something and you're learning something. Mm-hmm. And there's lots of opportunities out there to find whether, you know, you're going abroad to teach English, whether you're, um, you know, um, doing a, a different type of program. Um, right. And I have, I have a lot of resources on this that I can share with you, Peggy, after. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, there's city as a school, there are, hmm. you know, there's just like a lot of go traveling for a year and, right. um, work your way through Europe and Asia. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are just, there are so many things you could do. I went to college. Um, I'm glad I went to college first cause I kind of mm-hmm. got it out of the way, but right. do I think college helped me? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe it, I think it gave me the confidence uh, to pursue things right. in my life. Cause I had that degree. I had that piece of like social credit, right. Mm-hmm. Which is, I guess what it is. Right. Um, yeah. but I, I would say that that's less and less relevant, hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but it just depends on your student and right. looking at, okay, the pros and cons mm-hmm. and what are the options? What are the options that you're looking at? Right. And, yeah. If and there are certain to commit to something. Yeah. Yeah. Or cer- certain career you know. paths, of course, you need a, a a degree for. And so you don't want somebody yeah. doing a medical surgery on you that has had no training. But, you know, there's there's there are some, <laughs> some things that um, I've even talked to. I interviewed a guy a while ago and he said, I would never hire a marketing uh, major. He said, because what they learn is marketing from a professor who hasn't been in the field and marketing changes month by month. Um, And especially now that, you know, we have social media that changes their algorithms and, you know, all these things that just change so quickly. Um, And so, so yeah, that, that, that definitely has a lot of merit on, on both sides, depending on what you're pursuing. But I think going back to like just the, um, the essay, you know, in writing that essay, um, I could see that as being relevant for any student, no matter whether they were going to go into to college or not back because we're back to, you know, to the what we were talking about in our conversation at the very beginning was just the the process that the student has to go through in order to get that that concisely written and what they discover about themselves. Yeah, it's the journey of looking within Hmm. and um, self-examination that is so rarely um, explored with somebody. I think that's one of the reasons why parents like to farm (laughs) these things out. Um, You know, it's it's essentially what you're not just getting, I think when you're hiring somebody, you're not just getting like somebody who's an expert in this field or a creative writing coach or whatever project manager, but you're getting somebody who... can mentor your child for six months. And there's a Mm -hmm. tremendous value in that process. At least that's how I look at my job. Mm -hmm. I don't look at my job as like, well, I'm just an admissions consulting and I'm trying to like get these kids across the finish line. There are some kids that you, you do that with because they're not engaged in the process, but the, you know, um, mm -hmm. most of the kids I work with are very engaged in the process and they want to learn and they want to, and we have, we build, a lot of really incredible, like all my students, I'm on text with them all the time. Mm. Um, even after this process, we're talking, um, voice noting back and forth. I just have deep friendships with all of them. Mm. Um, and I have a lot of relationships with Gen Zers in general, because look, they're, they're a very small generation. They're the most antisocial generation. And mm-hmm. they're the generation that really got, in my opinion, kind of screwed because mm. of social media and because of us yeah. not understanding social media early right. enough. Mm-hmm. And it had a tremendous impact on their development, on their self-concepts, 
exactly. on there. Um, it really, they have a big mountain to climb out of this mm -hmm. social media hole that they're all kind of in. And so a lot of them are now looking for personal development. They're looking for mentors. They're talk coming to me and asking me for support. Right. Um, and so they're seeking out help. They want answers. They want mm. answers that social media cannot give them. Right. Um, and, and I think that that is the college essay process in a nutshell. Mm. It's a process of mentorship. It's a process of journeying through their own thought process. So it's, right. it's a great way to, it's a great way to think about the college process because hmm. wouldn't, don't you want your student to have gone through that before they even get to college? Exactly. You know, to have yes. gone through a series of like questioning mm -hmm. before they ever even step foot on campus. They're right. Like, oh, I really understand myself a lot better. I have a more solid identity. Mm -hmm. I can communicate who I am and what I've been through more clearly. Right. And so there is a, an advantage to that. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it, I feel like it should be happening through high school, but yeah. it doesn't because we don't teach creative storytelling or we don't teach these. Yeah. We're so types focused on the technical and, and the, the types of writing and the <laughs> sentence structures. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And, and, and yeah. it all comes back. Which are important. To I mean, yeah. yeah. But again, it comes back to, to what you were saying before is, is yeah. this, is this what you sound like, you know, and, um, and teaching your student, you know, if you, you talk and if you read good literature, I found, I, I taught my kids the best writing by by reading to them and reading out loud and being expressive. And, and it's like they, they thought it was enjoyable, but they didn't realize that they were also learning context. They were, they were learning vocabulary, you know, just all these things that you immersed them in. And we, we are, we learn through stories. We learn um, through immersion and, um, and that's, yeah. And it just, yeah, brings us, full circle this college admissions um, process really is, is more about your student than about the college. Mm. And, and I love that take yeah. that you, you have on that. Um, as we're, we're wrapping up, I'd love for you to share some of your resources with our audience. And I know you said you'll have, you'll share some extra ones that you, you brought up to during our conversation. So I will definitely put those in the description on YouTube as well as the podcast as well. But, um, oh, but yeah. Do you want to talk about the free oh, college? I broke up a little bit. I'm going to shift. Sorry, I'm kind of losing Kate a little bit in and out ah. with the internet. So um, there we go. Is that better? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> okay, good. So, yeah. So can you... Um, address your free college prep workshops that you have? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I do these free college prep workshops um, every month, at least. Sometimes it's once a month, sometimes it's twice a month. Um, and we have one coming up on Sunday, April 16th at uh, 1 p.m. PST, uh, 4 p.m. EST. And it's going to be with former Stanford admissions um, officer, Irina Smith. And we're going to guide, um, guide you through the whole application process and how it is a narrative. So it's, okay. it's a continuation yeah. of this conversation, but just mm -hmm. in more detail about how each part of your application tells a story um, and how you can make the most of your activities list, uh, best practices for letters of recommendation, mm -hmm. um, all of these, we're going to do a couple of fun exercises to show you how these things actually work in practice. Cool. Um, and it'll be a quick hour. And I think students are going to, I think students and parents will get a lot out of it. Hmm. Um, I'm also going to be leading. I just did a, a personal statement boot camp uh, this past weekend and we had like 60 students sign up over 60 students. So for an online hmm. event, I was like, woo. All right, let's do wow. this again. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so I know, I know May is like all about testing. So I'm actually thinking if I should slip in a, a personal statement workshop um, at the end of April. Um, so okay. just just keep a lookout for that. You can sign up yeah. for my newsletter uh, too. I'm, I send out an email every week that's full of really good information. You'll get a mm -hmm. lot out of it. You'll um, start to understand this process a lot more in depth. Um, so you can sign up for that and then you'll get the email when I host that next personal statement okay. workshop. Yeah, that'd be great. And then you yeah. also offer a free consult. Um, mm -hmm. 
Oops. Let's see. I need to change that. I've made it a ticker. <laughs> I love that. I was like, oh, cool. I love that. that was the first I've ever seen that. Go. Yes. <laughs> I hit the hit a button and there it went. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> yeah. And you can sign up and I, you can sign up for a free consult with me and I'll take you through the whole process, how I work, uh, what my packages and pricings are. Um, I have, uh, if you want to speak to previous parents that I've worked with, um, you can do that as well. Um, so yeah, book with me. I would love to work one-on-one with you. I'm taking students on now and, um, we're getting ready to do a big push of writing in June, July. So you can plan your summer ahead. Ah, very good. And I would say, I would suggest that senior year fall can be busy um, mm-hmm. And I, I think also for homeschool students, this would apply. Uh, Peggy, mm-hmm. you can, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> you can probably <laughs> confirm that. Um, so do as much as you can over the summer. Not that you're not going to have a summer, but try to finish your personal statement. Maybe one supplemental, uh, and maybe a long YS essay, and then they'll be in the uh, in the stream, the the flow right. of writing these, so that when it comes to mm-hmm. Uh, senior year fall, they're not trying to figure out how to write these things along with their entire schedule on top of it. It's just, it right. can be a, a bit of a dumpster fire when students try to do mm-hmm. that in September. So I don't recommend that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and sometimes like, early. yeah, like my old, my youngest, she actually finished all of her credits two years before I would graduate her. <laughs> so wow. she had, she had a lot of time on her hands. She just didn't know what she wanted to do with it. So I was like, I'm not graduating you yet. <laughs> so, That's amazing. But, but there are many students like her. And so, <laughs> yeah. so for, for those that are kind of going, we got to get this in and get this on your transcript. Yeah. It can be mm-hmm. absolutely crazy. It just depends on the student. And it yeah, does. So, it does. So yeah. But um, it's good to start thinking about these things. And and that's why I'll be running workshops all summer long. It's just good to, you know, you want to get them excited because most students think this is like an English essay and it's not, they think it's some sort of technical Mm -hmm. academic essay and it's, it's just not that. And that, you know, this weekend's boot camp was like, students were like, wow, I didn't know like writing essays could be so fun and creative, <laughs> you know? And I was like, because yeah. it's all about you. I mean, we love yeah. to talk about ourselves. And, and so, mm-hmm. yeah, if you can turn that around um, yeah, and then they're going to, yeah, uh, th- I, they'll embrace it even more than, Absolutely. than just, oh, I gotta, yeah, do research and that's the first hump to, uh, to cross is, is the, oh, I don't want to do it, you know, yeah, and then exactly. get the yeah. excitement going, mm-hmm. it helps. Yeah. <laughs> so, so true. Yeah. Well, well, thank you, Kate. This has been just an uh, enjoyable conversation and enlightening. And um, we've had viewers popping in and out. Thank you, Lisa, for your questions that you, you shared with us. Um, and um, just for for giving us a better perspective of this process. And, and I hope that this has opened a lot of your eyes that um, what Kate is talking about and college admissions, maybe not being as scary of a, a prospect or to even, you know, something to, uh, it gives you some language now to bridge some of those um, conversations with your, your um, high schooler that is approaching this process too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Great so way to, so Great. Yeah, that's a great point to bridge these conversations. I hope that I hope that viewers also feel that way. They have a better sense of what this whole thing is about. Um, Absolutely. And thank you, everybody, for watching. I really appreciate this, Peggy. Thanks for a great chat. Oh, you're absolutely. um, Yes, it was my pleasure. Um, Yeah, so we we are focusing this entire month on this, um, this launching phase of from high school to what's next. Um, And and so next Tuesday, we're going to be talking about student transition success using gap years. Um, So I know a lot of you are thinking about that. And I have a guest coming on and she is passionate about gap, gap years and what you can do in that those that time period. Um, I know I've had a couple students use that and, um, and it's, it's, it's been fun to, to go with them through those, those things and just see how they've changed, um, during those times too. So you'll want to, um, uh, pop in on, on that conversation next Tuesday. That'll be back at our regular time at, uh, 1230 central to 130 central. So, um, 
So join us back for that. But thanks again, Kate. I will have all of Kate's links in the description. So you can just click on those instead of having to um, to look at the screen and write those down. Um, or if you were listening on the podcast, you didn't see them either. So, um, but we'll make sure that you get those so you can connect with Kate um, for her college prep workshops, as well as a free consultation if you're looking for that. And then um, I'll get the other information that she shared as well as the curriculum I recommended to Lisa. I'll make sure I get those links on there too. So, um, but yeah, well, thank you everybody. It's been um, wonderful having you join us for this conversation and um, have a great rest of your week and um, God bless. And we'll see you next time. Bye everybody. take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on this podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. This has been Empowering Homeschool Conversations with Peggy Ployer. Is life feeling chaotic? I get it. I'm Rachel Wojo, host of the Untangling Life podcast. Don't miss the passionate encouragement and faith-based resources you need to help you clear your head and calm your heart. As Shell says, it feels like Rachel always knows what I need to hear. She keeps it real and is so humble. Her podcast is just the cherry on top. Enjoy Untangling Life with Rachel Wojo on lifeaudio.com or your favorite podcast app now.